Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, six weeks of fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you to live a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 197. Thank you so much for joining me today. My next guest, believe it or not, an international award-winning transformation life coach. She's also a master trainer. She's worked in the field of coaching for more than a decade, okay? As a trainer, athlete, coach, she's also a drill instructor, a drill sergeant in the U.S. Army with over 20 years experience in exercise, sports, nutrition, and mindset transformation. She's also the owner of Uncovering the New You. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss her journey and how you too can uncover the new you is Coach Sinesha Ewing. Coach Lisa, how are you? Did I did I get it right, Coach Nisi? You did. You got it. You got it all right. Everything right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I am. It is an honor. Thank you. Oh man. You know, I, I know you're in the military, so I got that. I get that vibe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? I, listen, I, do. I don't get that often. I do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but you know, I first became aware of you in your work a few months ago. You know, watching your videos on Twitter, you know, and it wasn't just your phenomenal physique that attracted me, but uh, your positive energy, your charismatic uh, personality. And for someone to watch your videos, they may think, well, it's probably easy for her. Look at what, look at her. She looks great, phenomenal. She probably has no kids, no responsibilities, you know, works out all day, blah, blah, blah. But there is a lot more to Coach Nisi Ewing than meets the eye. Please tell my audience your story, Coach. Where did it all begin for you and what hurdles did you have to overcome to get to where you are today? So, <clears throat> wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> but I will say this, fitness chose me. Um, I was a homeless pregnant mother in college. Um, I graduated from Virginia Union University and I was at the time going through some challenges when I was found out that I was pregnant with my son. Um, I ended up sleeping in my car for roughly about six and a half to seven months, still going to college. One of the things that I refused to do was to quit school. Um, and ultimately my thing was, is like, all right, I've got to figure something out. Yes, I struggled quite a bit, you know, trying to get through, but I was in, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a science major in undergrad. Um, I have my undergraduate degree in biology. I took my degree, uh, well, the things that I was able to do with my degree, I put a state, I say that um, I was in research programs, all of those things and the money that I had, I was able to sustain temporarily, um, get a place of after about seven and a half months, once I had my son, um, and let's take it into graduation. Um, upon graduation, because I had my, I was pregnant with my son my senior year, and going into graduation, I was a victim of domestic violence, um, and I was already already a previous survivor of sexual assault, and I felt like my worth my worthness was 
I guess, worthiness, worthness. I, I, I don't know which way I really want to say, it, but my worthiness was really low at that point. I was kind of settling for whatever job I could get. Really was not maximizing my potential. My belief in myself was really low as well. Um, I have to say that I was discouraged. Um, I fell into alcoholism shortly after my son. I battled with that roughly around six and a half months. Um, I was drinking Everclear. If you know anything about Everclear, it's like gasoline. Right. Um, it's gasoline to the body because it's 99% proof of alcohol, but I would be functional daily on that. And eventually um, I, I got deployed. I got deployed. And once I got deployed, um, I had an opportunity to teach um, a spin class. And there was a gentleman who was getting ready to leave. And when we're overseas in Iraq, what happens here is they say, hey, we need somebody to teach class who's willing to learn. That's it. No certification really just kind of just really just come on in. And yeah. so, so I was like, well, you know what? This is something for me to do, get my mind off of things. And I love just being around my soldiers. My soldiers always kept me up. And so with this, I started doing uh, a spin class and I noticed that everybody was coming in. My classes were full. And I, I mean, they were loaded. People were standing outside when it was time for my class. They was like, yo, when is Sergeant Hopkins at the time was gonna, when is her class? When is she, is she gonna teach another class? And of course I'd be mindful of the reason why it was deployed. But the thing about it was, is that that was a part of enjoyment. Eventually I started training my soldiers and my soldiers were like, you know, you know, Sergeant, Sergeant Hopkins at the time, I really need some help losing weight. And I started training them, helping them to run and, and to do, because I've never had a problem with physical fitness. You know, physical fitness has always has been my thing just because I'm an athlete. I love sports. Yes. So kind of drifting in, my I trained them. I trained um, 19 out of 25 soldiers to prepare for the APFT, which was which was our old physical fitness test in the Army because we have a new one now. But it was just a three-category event, and I had 19 out of 25 to pass. And they were like, well, listen, why don't you become a trainer? Why don't you? And I, at the time, I absolutely didn't like trainers because I had known so many bad trainers just using stuff off their internet and thinking that it was applicable to every person and everybody. So now that, now that we've done this, I decided to go online. I got my certification online, came back to Richmond, Virginia after the, um, upon the completion of my deployment. And at Gold's Gym Arboretum uh, in, in Midlothian, Virginia, took me on as an intern and I started working there as a trainer. And my mentor there said, why don't you start your own company? And the thing about it was, was this, that I did, still didn't have a game plan. I gave you all the backstory of me being a homeless mom. All the money that I had from deployment all that money later was like to, it was like robbing Peter to pay Paul because at the time I, all my bills were delayed. I didn't really have anywhere to stay. I needed to move to a bigger place because it's not me and my son. I needed to figure out some things. My credit wasn't good. And so all the money that I earned on deployment was money that I paid back. So now I'm back somewhat in the same situation because I have no money. Now, granted, I have support from family, mom and dad are there, brothers there. But the thing about it is my father always taught me to stand on my own. Hmm. And so I had to figure this out. And so when my mentor at the time said, hey, why don't you start your own company? I did. I had no business knowledge. I had no nothing. I had no space. And I started uncovering the new you. It was originally called Get Right Fitness Bootcamp with $5, a five pound weight from five and below that I paid for with the last little bit of money that I hmm. had. And I started it just literally on Vista Print. Whenever a client would pay $30 a month, 
I would take it from go to Vistaprint, print out a couple business cards with whatever logo I could find. And that that's what it was. And I advertised myself. I would go on Facebook because that's really the only thing we had in my space. Yes. And black, yeah. and, black and black planet. I had those and I would do fitness videos. I, yeah, I, I did fitness videos there. I, I, I advertised myself as a trainer. I was helping people, but I was missing some things because nobody was getting results. At the mm. time I had one certification, which was fitness, that's it, right? right. But then I, um, I applied for a life, a, a, a life coaching scholarship because I didn't have the money to invest. The scholarship would cover my fee as long as I was, you know, in the program. And I did, and I completed it and became a certified life coach, which now helped me to integrate the mindset into the fitness world. What did that look like? And I had my one client who believed in me enough through a couple of transitions afterwards, you know, to prevent me from quitting because I started over four times. I've quit uncovering the new you multiple times and uncovering the new you came from a drunken space. I was completely drunk one day when looking in the mirror uh, and I asked myself, why are you doing this? Why are you here? You've got a son. You're not you're not building your business isn't going anywhere you know there's nothing happening in your life you're lonely you're depressed full of anxiety it just seems like you're stagnant why are you here yeah. and you know something clicked and said you're trying to uncover the new you you're trying to figure out who you are hmm. and uncovering the new you came from that to discover something new out of you when you've gone through so much learning how to take your life back learning how to cope so Fitness was a coping mechanism for me because when I worked out, I felt better, even during pregnancy. And so to kind of give you all of that in a sum, fitness chose me because that was what I knew how to do best. Me loving on people and showing people how to do better was what I do best. Me mentoring and educating and showing was what I do best. And giving myself authentically is what I do best. And so this is how it chose me through all of those things that I've been through. I had to uncover the new me and see what I was worth in order for me to get to where I am right now. Huh. Amazing. What an awesome testimony. You know, you remind me of Lisa Nichols. Ah, you know what? I've, I've heard that before and I love her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I interviewed Lisa on my show. And the wisdom, the nuggets, you know, a single mom, what she's been through and and look where she is today, motivating the masses. I see that. I see you guys like twins, you know, you're a much younger version, but you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. That story is just amazing. Where did you get the, let's say, the mental toughness to do this, to keep going despite all those obstacles? You know what? It was I, being told no. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the worst things that as a mother, you know, I've never been a mother before. Well, I'll, I'll say this, I have, but I lost my daughter at a young age. Wow, wow. My daughter would have been 22 this year. Wow, man. Um, but again, I told you I was a survivor of sexual assault, not once, but twice. Okay. And my daughter was a product of one of them. But um, I... Uh, I have to say I am a believer. 
I am a believer of Christ and I make sure that I, I let people know that I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, advertising or making anyone feel like they should believe in that. But for me, it was the words of faith in the Bible, you know, being positive. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, other things that are there in the Bible when it comes down to the negative, the raping, the killing, all that other things. But for me, I took the joy out of it. And I used that for my good, you know, believing that there was something else, you know, manifesting my energy, giving positive energy, learning how to turn that around. So many people told me no. And being a single mom is not something that I ever wanted to do. I think that was one of the biggest disappointments of my life because I've always seen myself with someone that would love me and my child. Well, I'm with him now. You know, he, even though he's not the father of my son, he's still a father to my son. Um, and he's, and he's a damn good one. You know, that, and the thing about this is, is just that when we start looking at our lives and how we've planned things out, I had to understand that things we're not going to always be the way that there's the way that you decide them to be, you know, because things are just going to be simply ordained based on your experiences, the people that you invite you, you encounter. So my mental toughness came from one, looking at my baby, he can't suffer. I didn't suffer growing up. My mother, my father gave me everything on a, I mean, on a silver spoon growing up. I never mm. had to want for nothing, right? I don't know what that struggle looks like. I can't. My father's retired military. My mother, you know, she worked 20 years in a company where I think she was like a supervisor or somewhat like that. Um, but my mother, like both successful people, I don't know what struggle looks like, right? Mm -hmm. I know what what normal childhood trauma looks like, you know what I'm saying? But as far as the struggle, living in the hood, growing up without nothing, you know, parents strung out, the common themes of why people still kind of start that entrepreneurial journey because of their struggle, I don't have that. I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like until I got on my own and started making my own decisions. And it was people that, uh, that caused me, me giving so much of me that I lost me. Huh. So my mental toughness kind of just comes from, I don't want to go back there. I, I don't want to stay here. My son didn't deserve that. I deserve better. Huh? Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> you, you deserve more. He deserves more. Right. Family. So how important is family to you? Everything. My mom is family over everything for me. You know, but to see the thing is blood family is not always dictated by blood. Ah, true. It's not always dictated by blood. So my family are the people that have been there with me through all of these things um, from beginning to end. You know what right. I mean? Uh, it's, it's not a lot of my family that truly understand, but that's a... Uh, that's yeah, that's another that's a that's like a, a wine and cheese kind of day to talk about these things. <laughs> <laughs> where do you where are you today? Where do you live? I'm now? in Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now are you still in the military? I am. Well, how many years so far? Twenty uh, 20 and a half. In June, it'll be twenty-one. Wow, congratulations. So <laughs> this is the reserves now, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, how much do you attribute your your, let's say your, your fitness, your drive for fitness, your, your desire to work out with the military. How much of that do you think you got from the military? So the consistency and discipline I had to, I learned from the military for sure. But my love for it came through working with people, working with others, being an athlete, being a part of teams where we worked out together, where we did those things. Um, loving sports in itself and what sports can do for a student. Um, Cause I was a student athlete. Um, so military contributed to my discipline, my ability to commit, my ability to be, um, to sustain certain levels. Yes. Um, 
because that's what that's required. I know if I lose my physical fitness, I lose my job. Yes, you understand right. what I'm saying? And so, you know, it, it, it gave me that sustainment, which, it, you know, is a part of our, our uh, it, which is a kind of a part of our mission sustainment. Um, yeah. So, my, so I think that I would attribute it, you know, a great deal for sure. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say the love for it because we get up at the crack of dawn, 4 a.m., 3 a.m., got to be outside. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I love that so much, uh, 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 but it has built that consistency for me to be able to do that now in my own journey, um, in my own physical, you know, fitness kind of program, day-to-day -day routine. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, like, this is great because when I think of military, I was in the Navy. I was in the okay. Navy. I was in the Marine. I was in the Navy. I only served six years, unlike you. Unlike you. But, um, <laughs> you know, would you say that when you train your clients, okay, do you bring what you, well, that discipline, that, that um, let's say that drive from the military. Do you bring that to your clients? Because I know a lot of people. You got you're a drill sergeant. You're not just a soldier. I mean, you're a drill sergeant. Do you get on your clients like boom? Get it together. You know You know where I'm going with this. Come I on. do. So my nickname is called. My nickname is the warden. My the warden. Is the warden. The warden. I, yes, because the thing about this is, is that you've got to be accountable. For years, people sugarcoated stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people lie to you, say, oh, you look great, you look great. But you go to the doctor, the doctor tells you a high blood pressure, high cholesterol, this, that, and the third. And they validated all of your wrongs, which also caused you to be comfortable in your space. When my clients get to me, I am a no-nonsense trainer. If I give you a program, then I expect you to follow it. And I'm going to ask you why, but I'm going to also guide you. But the one thing that I do is I love on my clients to let them know, listen, I am a no-nonsense trainer, but I'm going to guide you and I'm going to help you through that because some of us don't know how to put ourselves first. And a lot of the women that I dealt with have put themselves last all of their life. They've raised their children. They've been educators, uh, military people. They have been teachers. And they don't know what it's like to actually focus on them because they've given all of their life. They've been giving to right. everyone. They raised their sisters. They had their children, you know, they supported their spouses while wherever they worked and did what they did. And now they're to the point where they're uncomfortable with themselves. Mm. And so I bring, yes, the yes, for sure, you know, that hard love. I'm, I'm going to say that, 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 uh, that tough love, because I am going to make you accountable. I am going to make you show up. I am going to tell you everything that you did wrong, but I'm going to guide you through now to how, let we, how do we get it back? How do we reel it in? But first you got to accept where you are because you didn't get here by, by nobody else doing this. You did this to yourself. Hmm. I understood, but let's, let's be clear. Now it's time for you. It's no quick fixes. You did this to yourself. Now let you get it off and we're going to work it out together. Huh. Awesome. Do you interview your clients before you take them on to yes. make sure they're the right fit for you? Yes. <laughs> oh God, I am learning. I'm learning that. Uh, I have felt short of that many times before dealing with people um, just simply because I, of, of need. Um, I, I've heard this before that a lot of people, when you're in, starting up in business or when you're really in need, you'll take anybody. anybody you know right. what I mean? And I, and I was that one. I was that trainer. I'm still learning how not to say I can help anyone, you know, because people, I am not for everybody. My, my demeanor, my <laughs> attitude, my drive, you know, 
my accountability is not for everyone because some people don't like to be checked up on and some people don't like to be checked. Yeah. It, is, it is, I do it. This is what I tell my clients. I'm going to always respect you. I'll never, never come at you disrespectfully. I'll never embarrass you out on social media. I'll never embarrass you behind social media. I'm always going to love on you, but I am going to be truthful and I am going to be accountable. I'm going to keep you accountable. And I want you to keep me accountable too. If I don't do my job, I don't give you your meal plan like you asked. I don't update your program. You call me out, but let's do this thing together. Right, right. Yeah. Do you specialize in certain areas of fitness or you... I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty versatile, um, but strength and conditioning, weight training, weight loss, um, mindset transformation, that is really where I'm at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The overall health and health wellness, health and wellness holistically. Mm -hmm. Yes. How has the pandemic affected your business? It has not affected it any. It actually caused, it actually, this is where it actually took off, to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah, because I'm new to Atlanta. I couldn't even tell you. 10 people that live in Atlanta that I know. I don't know anyone. Oh, is that right? I don't know anyone. All of my clients are global. All of, all of every client that I have is all over the world. Really? Yes. International, <laughs> yes. There's a couple people that's here in Georgia, you know, that I know that have found me, but they found me online and I never met them. Um, and, and, but that's it. Most of my clients I have never met. Um, and when I do travel, I'm a traveling trainer as well. Uh, and so when I do travel, if I'm traveling to states where my clients are, I'll go and visit and actually do an in-person session with them. Oh. Um, so I, um, yeah, so, it, you know, some of my clients I've never met, some clients have, but yeah, for the pandemic really, really geared my business up because now everybody turned into virtual fitness because they realized it wasn't safe to go out, you know, and there's some people are still apprehensive about the mask and whatnot. It is right. what it is. And then two, with people coming outside into my home, because I do have a home gym, I stopped that mainly because I have my son here and I did not want anything coming from off the street. So if I know that if we, either one of us gets sick, it had to come from either my son being at school or my husband being at work. Because I know for me, I, I, I work at home. This is what I do. So, you know, it, the business in itself was has, has been really, really good. The pandemic has been really good to me. Amazing. And again, I watch your videos. I think every morning I get up, I check my social media. I'm looking, there you go. Yeah. Leg, <laughs> leg day, you know, whatever it is. Like, this woman has got it going on. She's serious. She's inspirational, you know, but who are your ideal clients? My ideal client is a woman who's over 30. She's a mother um, or a veteran. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, she's not, uh, she, she can be single, but she could be a single mom or a married mother. Um, she is a woman who has lost her confidence. Mm. Uh, she is a woman who's in the beginning and the intermediate stages. So she knows how to do a squat. You know what I mean? She's not fresh right. off the street. Okay. Right, right. Uh, you know, somebody who's never seen anyone do anything. Um, but she knows she's a, in the beginning and the intermediate stages. Um, she is a woman who desires self-confidence reboot. Um, she, she's a woman who can commit, who's not afraid of commitment. Um, She's a woman who looks at herself and is not pleased. That's, hmm. that's the number one thing. Um, but she's also inspirational. 
Uh, she has changed many lives in other places and other spaces. So this means this woman is a blue collar woman of some, of some degree. Uh, she has worked in some field that is giving back to other people. Because most, most of my clients are teachers and educators and right. counselors, principals, um, ministers. My, they are people really? given back. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I do have one who's a veteran who was giving back. She's a retired master sergeant out of the army. And so, and I have a couple of colonels current, currently. Colonel. Yeah, listen. What? That's right. Yeah, listen. What? Drill sergeant when it comes to them now. Yeah. Listen, ma'am, sir, <laughs> let's go. You, you running on my clock. <laughs> do this. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, you know, but yes. So those are the women, you know, and then also to my veterans who are trying to find the normality, um, because to be truthful, the way of the military life is not sustainable every single day to wake up, you know, even after retirement to get up at 4 a.m. and go do physical fitness um, and to be active as we are all day. It does wear and tear on our body. That's the reason why we either retire or looking forward to retirement. Um, and a lot of my veterans that do come to me, they're looking for sustainment and being able to transition their military life into now a civilian life. So yes. Yeah, awesome. I have a few more questions. Sure. How do you, how do you market your business? Oh Jesus, this is hard because uh, <laughs> I'm still learning this. I am a, I am a one person show. Everything you see is I do it by myself. I just hired an assistant recently. Um, I've been running myself run because I didn't have the money to actually afford to pay for a team to help me and to build that. So everything that you see via social media, all of my graphics, all of my wording, all of this are all the systems that I use across the board that has helped me compilate all of these things, posting of all my stuff, my email marketing list. You know, I have all of that to do but if for a one-man show it does get a little tedious you know but every day i'm chopping away at the block and being able to be more consistent in those things so marketing i think is one of probably the weakest area of my business um you know uh, however it is actually becoming stronger because i'm i'm learning more um i just got my uh, certification from cornell university in business and being able to market yeah, and being able to uh, market and being able to learn the strategies of business, running your business, functioning, finances, all of those things. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. But, you know, until I can get a solid team, pay them what they're worth, then I will continue to know every nick and cranny of my business and what I'll be able to pass it off, be able to create, create the policies and then be able to create more of an empire than what I have right now. So Right. But you are growing an empire. Like I said, you remind me of Lisa Nichols. You are growing an empire. I know you are. Now, what about a virtual assistant? Have you hired a virtual assistant, a VA? I just hired, I just hired my own assistant. Yes. She's uh, located in New Jersey. Actually, I just got, I just, um, I just hired her what maybe last week. So right okay. now we're still in the onboarding process and learning process. Cause when she, I didn't want anyone who knew anything about fitness. I wanted to be able to teach them. Uh -huh. Nice. Nice. Now what about the VA? Did you reach out to the VA for your services as a veteran and veterans need your services? So that's a loophole. So you have to be able to be verified in the military world to offer services to actually the VA in itself. And I'm working on that, which is like another $1,300 certification that you have to have in order to actually function in a government entity. You've got to have that government contracting certification, something of that nature, um, and being able to be hired as a contract. Then you've got to go through a pool to see if your services are even available for that. 
Mm. Uh, and so it's a, that's in a work shoot, but again, I'm a one woman show. And so, you know, until I can actually solidify, that is something that I'm interested in being able to offer my services more to veterans, um, those people who need that physical fitness going to get active in, you know, to get active and to kind of reestablish some consistency with their health. Yes, I think you're gonna make a, a killing there too. I think you'll do well, that's gonna happen. I would love to, I would love to, you know, and it's one of those things of just being able to know how, um, being able mm -hmm. to, and again, money is always going to be the root of a success of an entrepreneur. It is always going to be, you know, yes, it's all on who you know, to a degree, um, it's all on what kind of spaces that you can get into, you know, but I'm always applying for grants. I'm always applying for uh, resources that be able, you know, to get from there, but I'm just now being able to really resurface myself, you know, really establish, reestablish my positive credit, reestablish, making sure my business is legal, which is, which it is, it's an LLC, it's registered with the state. Um, I've got my trademark in the process, you know, being able to slowly make sure that everything is there legally, make sure the foundation is good and then continue to build on that. Because again, I want to make sure that there's no loopholes that I, that I miss um, knowing that I started this business with no business education at all and only $5 that, wow. it, yeah. Yeah. Keep that. That's amazing. You, you mentioned that, forget about it. That's phenomenal. With only $5 <laughs> and look, where it's been, look how it's grown. How yes. important, yeah. How important is self-care? Everything, I think is, is something that is everyone should do every single day. Every single day is I am an advocate for self-care. Um, self-care is, is what sustains us daily in being able to function with people, being able to learn to balance our day. You know, if you're not okay, then you cannot be good to anyone else. Uh, you can't be good to yourself. You can't be good to no one else. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. There's no way that you can give someone something you don't have or don't know how to give. And so self-care is number one on my list as an everyday thing. It is a must for me. Mm, and I'm sure for your clients as well. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> I, if you're not okay, don't come to training. You know what I mean? I need you to take that, take that mental health break. Mental health is missed. Um, that's why I do the mindset, tra the, the transformation coaching, because there's so many facets of things that, you know, from being in a bad relationship and being told you were ugly, childhood trauma where you were being bullied and you're not feeling good about yourself, you know, looking at yourself and being uncomfortable in spaces. Like there's so many things in that when it comes to mindset and how to position that. You've got to get somebody out of that and you got to reteach them on how to feel. You know what I'm saying? And and like I tell my my clients, they wonder why I say, hey, beautiful, how you doing? When Mary J. Blige came out with that song and says, good morning, gorgeous. I've been telling my clients every morning, I say, hey, good morning, beautiful. Good afternoon, gorgeous. How you doing? Talk to me. Yeah, and, you know, they look at me like, why are you calling me gorgeous? Because you are. I need you to understand that. Now, you've got to believe that because I see it. Now, if you don't, then how do you expect me to believe in you and everything that you're asking me to do for you? Right? And so that was, you know, those are tools that I use because I do believe it. And I'm not just saying it simply because, you know, I want their money. No, but I, I believe it because these women have children. They have other women children that are following their footsteps. And we can't keep walking around here hurt and upset and, 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 and walking with these burdens on our shoulders and never dealing with them because we pass them down to our children. 
You know, we pass that hurt and that pain down to our children, not understanding how to love ourselves, not learning how to put ourselves first, not learning how to stand on the own, our own shoulders at times, but also knowing it's okay to lean on someone sometimes too, um, to say, I need some help and to voice that. So, you know, for me, uh, that's a priority. That's a priority. You know what I mean? Physically, you can't be good if mentally you're troubled. No, most definitely. Man, that's why you're a mindset transformation coach too, right? That's it. Unbelievable. Now, I know from watching your videos that you are a believer, a proponent of weight training. Yes. How important is it, weight training, and how important is it for women to do that? So weight training in itself is like is the catalyst to weight loss and fat loss, right? You know, we can do we can do cardio. We can do cardio all day long. But after a while, cardio puts a strain on the heart too, right? And if we're not getting rid of the fat that's around the heart, then then what are we doing? What are we running and 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 jogging and running these thousands of miles for, right? <laughs> and so weight training essentially is what strengthens the muscles that we have. Your heart is a muscle, right? If you're overworking it in cardio, then it's going not gonna have enough left to beat for you in itself because it's been drained. And mm. so for me, weight training is one of those things where you're strengthening every muscle internally that includes your heart. Then um, also too, for women, it helps us to tone those areas. Our bodies are stretched and shaped all over, after, especially after having children. Our children do some numbers on our body, right? <laughs> and the things that we go through and, and, and weight training, strength training helps us one, to become stronger to be able to bear those children. And so that we're not dealing with things like preeclampsia, weak, uh, weak um, uh, pelvic floors when we're doing that, uh, weak muscles around our hip flexors that, you know, where we are not able to hold on to children. Um, and, and, and then on top of that, it's just a, it's a beautifier. Weight training is a beautifier because when you start using weights, you start to see your body transform like no other. I mean, I, I love weight training because I it made me feel, it makes me feel so good and accomplished. Yeah, I feel strong. I don't want to be strong as, you know, as a man, you know, but I listen, hey, I, I need to be able to protect myself if one does come after me, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. So for women in itself, I think it is a catalyst to our beauty. It really is. Um, weight training you don't have to lift five, 600 pounds. Somebody's telling you that, but to pick up a five or 10 pound weight, you can do some numbers. You can do some damage with that. Some real good damage to the body fat, cutting that down, getting that away from the heart, strengthening the heart with your cardio um, and just building your momentum, endurance and overall, overall physical performance or day to day, how fast you walk, being able to walk upstairs. I think your weight training is a catalyst to that for sure. Oh, most definitely. Sounds great. Now, are you getting ready for a show? I am. <laughs> ah, you look, you look like you are. Tell me, tell my listeners, my viewers about the show you're getting ready for. When does it, when does it take place and how far out are you from being ready? I am three weeks out from my first bodybuilding, from, excuse me, from my second bodybuilding show. My first one was in December on my birthday, December 12th. Nice. Um, and I, uh, my first show, I was wellness category. Um, there's multiple categories. You have your bikini, you have your wellness, you have your figure, uh, you have your fitness in some, but you have your physique for women. And um, I am figure. Now, um, for this particular show, which is going to be April 15th and 16th, and it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. Um, figure is a little different. <laughs> it's a little different, but yes, I'm excited. I'm three weeks out. Three really? Weeks out. 
Mm-hmm. So this is uh this the uh, this demands that you do a lot more dieting. Yes, I am dieting at this point. If you can see the diet face happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I am dieting really hard right now. So yeah. Nice. So April fifteenth. So I definitely I'm sure you're gonna post it so we'll yes, know. I will post the link, yes, because it is going to be it is an international show. It is a national qualifier. And I know that there's got also a pro show um that's there as well. So I am um I'm I'm looking forward to the experience. You know, this is my first time. I never go in because this is my second show. I'm not going in you know, expecting anything but the the best from myself, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. So that's it, you know? So we're going to see what, what it comes out of. Oh, yeah. Stay, I know you're positive. Stay positive. Stay focused as you that's are. Right. Is mm-hmm. this an NPC? It is NPC. I, I am. know. Yeah. Good for you. I did that, that way back in the day. Not anymore. That's all right. That's all right. Listen, it's definitely a different piece. Um, bodybuilding yeah. is not my specialty, but <laughs> I have to say that it is one of the most challenging yes. things that I have ever done in my life. I, I mean, I thought the Drill Sergeant Academy was because I was older. Um, and you know, one of the oldest, you know, drill sergeant candidates. And and it was and I I had been in the military, you know, 20 years. I'm ready to retire by this time, but I'm still like, oh, I want to become a drill sergeant. That was <laughs> tough on my body. Um, but this in itself, who I eat the wrong thing. I don't look the same the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I we can talk about that for another, <laughs> but that's that's, right? awesome. that's that's awesome. But I want to know because I understand you have a book out, right? Mm-hmm. And what is it called? Uncovering the new you, change, change, your, mind, your, change your mind, change your circumstances. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where is that located? Um, it is lo- located in uh, on Amazon, it's and nice. it's also located on my on my site. Um, uh, but also too, you can get a signed copy from me. Uh, you know, all you have to do is just let me know, send me a message, uh, and I will make sure you get a signed copy, and I'll send you an invoice and all that other kind of stuff. But yeah, I've been trying to get my book into Barnes and Noble, but they said that it's not, it doesn't meet the requirements yet. What's the requirements? Oh God, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, but I've been trying to get it there. I've been trying to get it in local, uh, a lot of local books because I believe that my testimony can be a blueprint for someone else's life to not make the same mistakes that I did. And and even though we go through the same traumas, there's a lot of survivors, domestic violence and sexual assault who chose not to live. I chose to live and to use my pain as a pressure to my progression. Mm. And what I'm saying, uh, my pain is the pressure that I apply to the progression that I desire in my own life. It is the, it is the, that is the fire. Every time I look at myself and want to quit, I look at all the stuff that I've been through, not having any money to eat, not being able to feed my son, you know, looking at myself in a, the most disgusting way. I, that is the catalyst. Like that's the fire under me that keeps me going and realizing that somebody tried to take that from me. Somebody tried to destroy me. Somebody told me no. And in this book, I talk about how you take your life back. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you really get it back? You can get it back by simply taking it back. You know, I listened to, um, to, uh, one of, uh, she's a great makeup artist. Her name is, uh, Supercent. Uh, she's uh, the creator of Crayon Case. And in one of her lives, you know, she made a million dollars in 90, I think it was 90 seconds, something like that. She really? Like, yeah, it's selling, selling makeup, like literally because it's creative makeup. It's awesome. Uh, she's real dope too from New Orleans. But she said on one of her lives, 
that she said, um, she says, why am I going to keep, why am I going to let someone else keep my heart after they broke it and they tried to destroy it? That's how I felt with my life. How, why am I going to keep these, these people did something wrong to me. Why am I going to let them have my life? I'm going to show them how I can live. You know, they did wrong by me. Guess what? I'm about to do right by me. And, and, and this book talks about that. It talks about how I took my life back in the world of fitness and how I got through depression, how I got through the struggle, the alcoholism and the suicidal attempts. Cause I've had two. Wow. Amazing. That should be a national bestseller. <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah. I wish it was. I wish it was, but you know, people got to want to change. That's the part of it. People's got, people have to want to change. People have to, and change is hard for many of us. And don't think I, I did this overnight. It took me over seven years. Took yes. me over seven years to truly do this, to truly unroot all the all the all the weeds. Mm. I had to pull them. You had to pull them out. I had to pull them out. Wow. And I had to want to sow the seeds in order for me to come. Yes. I had to want to do that. And that's a lot of work for some people because they've been holding on to pain years and years and years, and they're not ready to get rid of it. They're not ready to let go of it. Wow. Yes. For whatever reason. Yes. You have to be willing to let go. Right? That's right. Mm -hmm. This has been absolutely amazing time well spent. But how can my listeners and viewers find out more about you, Coach AC? Um, I'm listen, I'm all over social media. If you even hashtag Coach Nisi, Trainer Nisi, but on uh, Instagram, you can find me at Trainer Nisi, N-E-S-I. On um, Twitter, you can find me at Sherry Amore. If you type in Trainer Nisi, I'm up there as well. Um, Sherry Amore 12, actually, is where, that's where I'm at. My website is www.uctnu.com. Com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Uncovering the New Youth with the letter U at the N L L C. I'm all I'm on TikTok. Like I'm on everything. That you <laughs> Look, I'm learning. I got a 14 year old, so you know, Mama be up here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you up on that. Oh, this That's is right. <laughs> this has been uh, really amazing. I, don't, I so appreciate it, Coach. So, on behalf of my organization, my nonprofit, Body Scope of New York, and my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's always, it's, I'm always on. Yeah, oh man, you're amazing. And to my viewers and listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, inspiring, and encouraging, and that you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please email me at vincent6weeks.com or leave, it, leave, it, leave the questions in my um, comment section below. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising.